Well, good morning. How's everyone this morning? All right. Man, y'all are energetic. Um, well, it's so good to have you with us this morning. We're so glad you've chosen uh, to worship with us. I do want to call your attention to a few things um, in the bulletin that we have upcoming. I do want to make note that uh, tomorrow and Tuesday the office will be closed to celebrate New Year's. Um, so keep that in mind. And then Wednesday we will have Bible study with the pastor at 930 uh, in the morning, but there will be no evening services uh, this Wednesday, so uh, keep that in mind. And then January 28th, uh, we will be having a wedding shower uh, for Seth and Erica, so uh, keep that on your calendar. That's coming up uh, towards the end of January, um, and that will be here at the church from 2 to 4. So um, again, it's so good to have you with us this morning, uh, whether that be uh, those online as well. Um, and so uh, let me pray, and then I'm going to turn it over to Matt, and he's going to lead us in worship this morning. Heavenly Father, we are just so grateful uh, to be in your house this morning, to have the freedom to come here and worship you openly and freely. God, we pray that you would open up our hearts uh, to be receptive to what you have for us this morning. God, I pray that you would be with uh, Matt as he leads music this morning. God, fill him with your Holy Spirit. I pray that you would be with uh, Brother Jim as he brings your message to us. Uh, God, that you would speak through him. Uh, to our hearts. Uh, we just love you so much, and we thank you for all your many blessings. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. If you would, go ahead and stand with me. Come all you weary, come all you thirsty, come to the well that never runs dry. Drink of the water, come and thirst no more. Come all you sinners, come find his mercy. Come to the table, he will satisfy. Taste of his goodness, find what you're looking for. For God so loved that he gave us his one and only son to save us whoever believes in him will live forever bring all your failures bring your addictions come lay them down at the foot of the cross Jesus is waiting there with open arms God so loved the world that he gave us his one and only son to save us whoever believes in him will live forever the power of hell forever defeated now it is well I'm walking in freedom for God so loved God so loved the
God so loved the world that he gave us his one and only son to save us whoever believes in him will live forever the power of hell forever defeated now it is well I'm walking in freedom for God so loved God so loved the Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. Everything around me is shaken. I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. He's never let me down. He's faithful through generations. So why would he fail now? He won't. He won't. He won't fail. He won't fail. He won't. And I've still got joy in chaos. I've got peace that makes no sense, so I won't be going under. I'm not held by my own strength, cause I build my life on Jesus. And He's never let me down, He's faithful through every season. So I will. Everything around me is 
shaking. I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. Cause he's never let me down. He's faithful through generations. So I would He won't fail, he won't fail, he Everyone needs compassion, a love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, kindness of Savior, the hope of a nation. My Savior, He can move the mountains. My God is a mighty to save. He is a mighty to save forever. The author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Take me as you find me. All my fears and failures. Fill my life. Give my life to follow everything I believe in. Now I surrender. My Savior, He can move the mountains. My God is a mighty to save. He is a mighty to save forever. Author of salvation. Conquer the grave, Jesus conquered the grave, my Savior, He can move the mountains, my God is a mighty to save, He is a mighty to save forever, author of salvation, He rose and conquered the grave, Jesus conquered the grave, shine your light and let the whole world see. We're singing for the glory of the risen King. Jesus, shine your light and let the whole world see. We're singing for the glory of the risen King. My Savior, He can move the mountain. My God is a mighty to save. He is a mighty to save. Forever, the author of salvation, he rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave, my Savior. He can move the mountain. My God is a mighty to save. He is a mighty to save. Forever, author of salvation, he 
rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the Shall reason. 
I hope you can testify to that. It is well with my soul. Amen. All right, if you have your Bibles, take them and open them with me to the book of 1 John. If you're going to the back of the Bible, turn to Revelation, and then just a few pages back, you will find 1 John chapter 1, and we're going to begin reading at verse 6 of that chapter. Now, I believe the Bible, amen? I believe it's the Word of God. I believe it's all the Word of God. Don't understand part of it. Don't understand, don't practice all that I do understand. Yeah, uh uh-huh. I see some heads going this way. But anyway, this is the Word of God, and we're going to be speaking from the Word of God this morning, not from Jim, but from him. Amen? That's the one that we need. We need to speak from the truth of the Word of God. So good to be here today, be a part of this service, and be able to bring the message. Now, I don't know if you remember, but uh, back in March, the first Sunday in March, I also was privileged to speak from this pulpit here. And uh, it was a a wonderful day. Uh, I remember one man told me, especially, he said, I wanted to get saved all over again. All right. So I, I hope you don't get you don't have have that to happen it will not happen in your life but you can come to the altar of God anytime you feel like it while I'm preaching you can just come on all right if you'll stand with me I'll read and then we will pray and we will uh, uh, get into the message that we have prepared first John chapter 1 verse 6 says this If we say, now that's John speaking. John is always very pointed in his uh, writings. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Can't get any more pointed than that, all right? Then verse 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us, from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. By the way, you'll need to major your thoughts upon this verse right here. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Our part is to confess. God's part is to cleanse. Amen? Listen to that. I'll say that again before I'm done. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. My little children, chapter 2, verse 1. My little children, these things write I unto you, that you sin not, that you don't sin. But if any man sin... We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, or the righteous one. Now then, we're going to pray, and then uh, we'll get into the message. All right. Or, or I don't see anybody I can call on to pray. Would you pray? Yes, please. Amen, amen. Thank you for that. 
you be seated, and we'll get into the message. Now, John's writing, I said it a moment ago, a very pointed. He says in John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That's very pointed. He says also, uh, you must be born again, quoting from the words of Jesus himself. John's writing was always very practical. He said, in, old, in quoting Jesus, love one another. If God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. That's very pointed. His writings is also very practical. Listen to what he says uh, are very, are with purpose. In John chapter 20 and verse 31, he says, These things are written, all of these great miracles are written, that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and believing you'll have life through his name. So his, his writing is also with purpose. Our lives should be with purpose. You'd agree with that. You would agree with that. Uh, you do. You're shaking your head. But you need to say amen. All right, amen. Well, we got a few groans anyway. All right. Now then, uh, I said I believe the Bible. I believe it's the word of God. I believe that a person is saved when they come to Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and believe in Him. Do you believe that? Amen. All right. We must believe that. That's the only way. Jesus said, I am the way. I'm the only way. He's the only person between that can bring us to God, the Father. Amen. I believe that. Now, one day, uh, and it's been a long time ago, 75 years ago, August 13, 1948, I came uh, to Jesus Christ and was saved, born again by the Spirit of God. Amen. I hope you have that testimony that says the same thing that we got through singing, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. Now the reason for that, I came uh, to a revival meeting at Leonard Methodist Church. Now you don't know where that's at, but it's down in the uh, foothills, or not in the foothills, but in the flatlands of Arkansas and uh, southeast of Rector, Arkansas. That's my home county, Clay County it was, and that's my home area. And I went to that revival meeting that night. Brother Wright was preaching. I don't know what he was preaching, but he, uh, I was already under conviction when I got there that night, and I, a young man came and laid his hand on my shoulder and said, Jim, would you like to be saved tonight? And I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I went down the, uh, to the front, got down on my knees at an old-fashioned altar and cried out to God. And God came into my life 75 years ago. I'm still saved today. Amen. Now, there are others here that want to give a testimony, and Mary's one of them. She said she would. Amen. 
wonderful. And I'm so thankful that I gave my heart to Jesus the first time he drew me and he hit me uh, <coughs> like from the 1940s to now on ABC Hook'em. And I've done my, I've had my books to serve him in a way that's pleasing to him. And I, I just love him and thank him so much for giving me the opportunity after he came and died on the cross for me. I love him so much. Amen. And Faith is going to give a testimony. She said she would. Amen. Thank you, Faith. This young man here is going to give a testimony. I'll try. Uh, I'll try. I keep telling God he's got to bear with me. Okay. Here, here goes nothing. Uh, I was raised in church, grew up in church, had Christian parents. Uh, I, I did the whole song and dance routine during my youth, but did not truly know the love of God or the salvation, you know, experience so about a week and a half ago at that very altar I'm sorry in this very pew then what you put to tell Pastor Chris I told him I said I'm done playing games I'm done pretending I said enough of the shenanigans I said I gotta get saved he said wait I thought you were like when you were six years old I said well um no I said so let's just put people around the bush and they can get saved and I did Amen. 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 So these are good testimonies. Amen. And if I took time, I'm not going to do that. uh, But uh, every one of you could stand up and give a testimony if you're saved. You know the Lord as your personal Savior. Let me add to their testimonies that you've heard. I've not always done what I ought to do. Amen. I've not always been what I ought to, not always said what I ought to, not always had the right spirit that I should have, not always had the right attitude that I should have, not always done the right things uh, that I have. I've sinned. In other words, the Word of God tells us that if we will confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is the heart of the message today. Now then, there's some preliminaries that we need to look at before we get to the heart of the message. What happens when a person is saved? My sins are forgiven and forgotten by God. Now, you'll, you'll remember the sins that I, that I commit. You'll look at me and say, oh, Brother Jim done that. But God don't do that. Amen. I'm glad for that. I'm glad you're not my judge. Amen. All right. Uh, you, God is the judge. And amen to that. You, you can go ahead and say amen anytime you want to. Anyway, what I'm saying is, is that my sins are forgiven by God and they're forgotten by God. And I'm glad for that. Amen. And my, uh, my uh, judgment is, uh, was in Jesus when he was on 
the cross of Calvary. And the Bible says in Romans 8, 1, I'm no longer under the condemnation or the judgment of God. I became a child of God. Amen. The Bible says you're the children of God. The Bible also says, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Also, that wonderful verse, which is the heart of the Bible, John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And you can give God a praise there, amen, because it is so true that God, when he saves, he's able to keep what he saves, amen, or who he saves. I become a part of the kingdom of God and his family and his church, and my life and my eternity was changed forever and forever. Now, the God of this Bible is the creator of all things. Say amen right there. Yeah, all right, he is. He's the creator of all things. If he's the creator of all things, he's the creator of me, right? He's my creator. He made you. Uh, I read a story one time, and it was a little boy. He made himself a boat. And you may have heard the story, but I'm telling it, and so I can go ahead and tell it. Amen. All right. Anyway, he said he made himself a little boat, and one day it come a big rain, and he got out in the, in the side of the street, and he put that little boat in the water, and it sailed off and got out of sight, and he lost it. And he was walking down the street a couple of days later, and he saw it in the storefront, and he went in. He said, that's my boat. And he said, no, it ain't. And he said, how much you want for it? Two dollars. And he gave him two dollars. He told that little boat when he walked outside, he said, I made you and I bought you back. And that's exactly what God has done to, the, to you and I. He made us and he bought us back with the person of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. Amen. Amen. That's so good. My life and my eternity is changed forever and ever by the Creator God. He is all-powerful, he is all-knowing, he is all-wise. I'm glad for that. He is all-wise. He knows me. He knows what makes me tick. He knows what I'm going through. He knows when it's going to end. He knows how I'll react to it. He knows all of those things. So God puts me where I need to be, when I need to be, and I'll be able to do. Now, here's one of the most important things that you'll take away this morning. God is holy. God is holy. That means that in the presence of God, that you, if you get in the presence of God, you're going to be holy. Amen? You're going to be holy. You say, ooh, wait a minute. Yes, it says, without holiness, no man shall see God. Doesn't it say that? Yes, it does in the book of Hebrews. Without holiness. How do I become holy? I only become holy in the person of Jesus Christ. That's the only way that I can become holy. And that's the only way. Now then, now then, uh, remember this. God is holy. Sin is an offense against God. And uh, that's for the unsaved. Sin brings death to those that are not saved. The Bible says, then sin for you and I who are saved breaks fellowship with God. That's the reason we need to come and confess our sins unto him that we commit. 
Now, well, I'm not going to tell you what your sins are. You already know, and so God already knows it. And uh, you need to confess them not to me, but to God, amen, if we confess our sin. That doesn't mean that I'm going to come to this young man here and say, I'm a sinner, I've done this, and I've done this, and I've done this. Now, he can't forgive my sins. He can't cleanse my sins. Only God can do that, amen? Amen. They, only God can do that. And so I'm going to come to the one who is able to cleanse. The Bible says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. If we say, that's in the text this morning, if we say that we have no sin, we make God a liar and the truth is not in us. All right. I'm a sinner. I, I want to tell you that I have sinned. I've done things that displease God, and it breaks my fellowship with God. Now, I want to tell you, now here's the heart of the message. Now, sin is by nature. We come into this world as a sinner. We not, uh, you, you, and don't, don't back me in a corner this morning and say, uh, preacher, you explained. I can't explain that because we have a sin nature. The, that, that the Bible says we come with a sin nature. That's the reason the Bible says by one man uh, uh, sin came and death by sin and so death is passed upon all men. So we sin by nature and we sin by choice. I don't have to sin. I don't have to get up in Mary's face and, uh, and, and talk to her like I ought not to talk to her. Amen. I, Oh, you ladies, so that was your cue to say amen. Amen? All right. But what I'm saying is, I don't have to sin. I, I don't have to get up tomorrow morning and say, uh-oh, it's Monday, I've got to sin again. No, I don't have to do that. The Bible gives me a clear out. I, the Bible says, I'll not put on you more than you're able to bear. I'm, going, I'm not going to dr drive you into sin. The Bible doesn't say that at all. But if any man sin, we have an advocate, Jesus Christ the righteous one. Amen. He's standing at the right hand of the Father. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. The Bible says that many places, that Jesus right now is at the right hand of the Father. I have also the Holy Spirit who lives in me that is an advocate for me. And so I have that wonderful privilege, Pat, that I, on this side of me is God the Son, Jesus. And on this side of me is God the Holy Spirit. And they're saying, uh-oh, uh-oh, Jim sinned. But then they're going to say, he's in the family. He's a child of God. God, you guide him in how, what he prays and guide him in what he says. And you're going to echo that guide him in what he says amen all right now the message what happens when a christian sins well because of what they've learned they sin what all right now uh see most people struggle with this i struggle with it yeah i want to tell you i do what happens when I sin. What happens when you sin? You're a child of God. You know you're a child of God. You belong to the family of God. You're in the church of God. But what happens? 
Well, most people struggle with it because of what they've heard. What they've heard. And what they've seen in others. Now, I'm not going to ask you to stand and give testimony, but I've been around a while, folks, and I've seen a number of folks start out well and then fall by the wayside. I've seen folks that have done bad things who were a child of God. And most people struggle in this area right here. They, they don't know what to believe concerning what happens when a Christian sins. Let me just make it very clear to you. It breaks fellowship with God. It breaks fellowship with God. Now, Tim is my son, and here Bal is his wife, and they're here with us. Now, Tim was a good boy. He still is. And he grew up. And, and uh, there were times that uh, Dad had to correct him. You remember some of those times. It hurt, didn't it? Yeah, it did. And uh, I'm a son of God, child of God. And sometimes it hurts when God corrects. No man... He said, he said, count it all a blessing when God chastised you because he only chastens his children. Now, I've been around as a pastor for a long time, and we had some boys in a Bible school one time that I threatened to pull my belt off and give them a whipping right there in the bathroom. Now, I didn't because they were not my children. You understand me? God doesn't chasten those that are not His, but He will chasten those that are His. You remember that. Take that away with you this morning. I'm not nearly done. All right. Now, if you remember well, I preach a long time. Okay. Then... People struggle because of what they've heard and what they've seen and what the Bible seems to teach. There was David. I'll not tell his story, but I won't tell you that in the moment that he heard what he did was wrong, he confessed. In the very moment that he heard that it was wrong, he said, I've sinned against the Lord. Some Peter, people pointed Peter, the apostle, and they said, well, he denied the Lord three times. Yes, he did. But as soon as that old rooster crowed, what happened? He walked outside and began to cry from the depths of his soul in forgiveness to God. And God restored him, and great things happened in his ministry. There was Demas that... Paul said he loved this present world and he's forsaken me. So what happens? What happens? Well, it breaks fellowship with God. Mostly in experience. I've seen people, and you have too, that have fallen 
in their Christian life. We've heard about them. Remember this. When you hear of someone that has fallen as a Christian, don't you dial my number and tell me. You pray for them. Amen. You pray for them. You forgive them. That's your job. Your job is to love them and forgive them. Amen. It is not for you to judge them. Now you may see something in me that you don't like. And you say that's sin. You pray for me. But you're not my judge. God is. Amen. You remember that place. We've seen those that are falling. Now, the reason that most people fall is because of someone or something. Someone. I want to tell you this morning, there are some things I wish I'd have never said. I said to Brother Howard Kaiser one day, I'm going to write a book, a little bitty thin book, on things I wish I'd have never said that I wish I'd have never done. He said, write it. There are some things I wish I'd have never said, wish I'd have never done, wish I'd have never thought. Because I can't get them back. I can't get them back. The fallen are guilty. They are guilty. They need to repent and confess and come home. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins. Remember, all have sinned. That includes me, and I can point my finger all around this room. That includes you. Amen. All have sinned and come short. All right, what happens? What can I do? What must I do? Remember that your sin hurts. It hurts you, me. It'll hurt others around you, your family. It'll hurt God. God don't want you to sin. It'll hurt your peace. It'll hurt your praying. It'll hurt your praising. It'll hurt God's plan for you. You see, every one of you, God has a plan for your life. You believe that? God has a plan for your life. I have plans for you, he said in, in the book of Jeremiah. And is it a, an expected end? Now, I know he's talking about the nation of Israel, but that also can apply to my life and you. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. When we break fellowship with God, it'll hurt the plan of God for your life. So you remember that, please. It'll hurt your praise. It'll hurt your prayers. It'll hurt your purpose or your plan for God. It'll hurt your power. It'll hurt your doings, your practice. It'll never be helpful to anyone, anytime. Sin will hinder your happiness, your joy. Happy are you, Jesus said in John 13, 
when you know these things if you do them. Not only, it's not good just to know the Word of God, amen? You know, you need to know the Word of God. The only way you can know the Word of God is to read the Word of God, amen? And then you won't really know the Word of God. You see, to know is to understand. Understand, there's some things in here that you can, you can set me down and we can talk about it all day long and we'll never come to a conclusion of just what it means. You say you're a preacher, been that way for 60 years. That's right. But there's some things I don't understand in here. Can I get a witness? Amen. Some things I don't understand that are in the Word of God. But anyway, so it, it's never helpful. Sin will hurt your uh, hinder your happiness, your joy. It will uh, affect your hearing, the Word of God and the will of God. It will affect your spiritual health. You can't see like you ought to see. You can't walk like if we walk in the light as He is in the light. If we walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. You know, I may step over in darkness, and I have. Amen. But I don't walk in darkness. There's a difference. There's a difference in my profession. I know the Lord is my personal Savior. And there's a difference in my practice. There's a difference in my belief and my behavior. That's what I'm telling you this morning. Now, there's three ways that we can deal with our sins. And I'll, I'll go over them briefly with you this morning. First of all, we can cover up our sins. We can try. But the Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. It'll find you out in your face. It'll find you out in your family. It'll find you out in the uh, everyday life. It'll find you out. We can try to cover our sins. Then, he says in our text this morning, we can confess our sins. Amen. We can confess our sins. If we confess our sins, now, what does it mean to confess? It doesn't mean that I'm going to get up here at this altar and I'm going to get on my knees or my face before God and say, God, I'm a sinner. I'm a dirty, rotten sinner. I've done this. I've done this. That doesn't, it isn't what it talks about at all. The word confess means to agree with God. It simply means to agree. God, you're right, I'm wrong. You have said this, I agree with your word that what you say is true about me. So I'm a sinner. I confess, I agree with God that what I've done is wrong. And the Bible says when I do that, he cleanses me from all unrighteousness. He cleanses me. I'm glad to hear Mary say she felt like she had a shower inside. Amen. Now, I'm going to remember that, and I'll refer to it later also. Not this morning, but anyway in the future. And that's a good testimony that you feel like you got cleaned up inside. Amen to that. All right. Sin will affect your spiritual health. And then... I'm halfway through the message. Amen. You're all right. 
Sin affects your holiness. No usefulness to God. God doesn't use a dirty vessel. I thought about bringing two glasses, one clean and one dirty, and set it here and ask you which one you wanted to drink out of. And I know your response. You're going to say, uh, give me the clean glass, because I'm going to use that. God doesn't use a dirty vessel, hear me. He does. It has to be clean for God to use, and it will be used by God if it's clean. Remember, sin breaks fellowship with God. It'll hinder, uh, it'll hinder uh, your walk. Walk is practice here. Sin is outward disobedience. It starts with inward desire. So there is a birth, that's faith in Jesus Christ. Then there is behavior. Sin is living or trying to live independent of God. Now, fellowship is living in submission to God's word and God's will. This is the word of God. Now then, you ask, uh, what can I do with my life? Well, you can read the word of God. How are you going to read the word of God? If I write you a letter that's four pages long, where are you going to start, on page four? No, you're going to start on page one, right? You want to know the beginning. So if you're going to begin the study of the Bible, you're going to begin at Genesis 1-1. Amen? In the beginning. Now Mary and I, and this is not brag, it's facts. We've just finished reading two days ago through the Bible three times this year. Three times. Not one time, but three times. And it, and we also read for the fourth time the book of Revelation. So we, we, we've done well. Amen. Now that's not to brag, but it's a fact. Amen. All right. So the Word of God teaches you what you need to be doing in your life. Sin, I said it a moment ago, is trying to live independent of God. Sin, sinning saints are reality. There was Abraham that, that lied. There was uh, Sarah, his wife, that laughed. There was David. There was Peter. There was Demas. There's you and me. Sinning saints is a reality. So we're going to cover our sins. We're going to confess our sins. God, uh, John says, confess them. God says, confess them. So sin breaks fellowship with God. Sin blurs our spiritual vision. Now, I wear glasses. Don't help a lot, but I wear glasses. Now, I can see you, but then when you speak, I can identify you. But sin will blur your spiritual vision. You can't see the opportunities that are before you. You can't see the obligations that you have as a child of God. You can't see the opposition that is there. And someone says, well, I've seen the devil. No, you didn't. The devil is an angel, a fallen angel. 
you can't see him. You can't see the opposition that is there. You can't see the opportunities that God has for you as a child of God. It'll blur your spiritual vision. There's no victory. We sing that song, Oh, victory in Jesus. Amen. My Savior for you. I like that song. Amen. Matt, you like that song? Amen. And uh, while I'm talking to Matt, when in just a minute we're going to sing, a, I say a minute, it'll be a few minutes. We will, rather than the song that you've got picked out to sing, let's sing 309, Lord, I'm Coming Home. How's that sound to you? All right. Now, I should have talked to him earlier, but anyway, now you said, well, the preacher don't usually do this, in the, but I ain't the regular preacher here, amen? And you say, amen, praise the Lord. All right, anyway, uh, you can, uh, so I said that you can, uh, you can try to cover your sins, you can confess your sins. Now, here's the third thing, you can conquer your sins. You can conquer them. You can. You don't have to sin. If we confess our sins, he's faithful. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Amen. He's there right now. He's ready to forgive. He wants to forgive. He wants to cleanse us so that we can have fellowship with God. Mm. Why is this so important? Well, I don't act like I ought to act, act as a Christian if I sin. I don't look like a Christian ought to look if I sin. I'm not what I ought to be. I don't talk like, I don't walk like. So I can confess my sins, I can cover my sins, and I can conquer my sins. Sin is, needs cleansing, and only God can do that. Only God can do it. All right, now then I'm coming to the cl close. Here's the conclusion and the application. What happens? We sin. It needs to be cleansed for fellowship. Not for salvation, but for fellowship. I need to walk in the light. The Bible says you are the children of light. The Bible says let your light so shine that they can see your good works. I am a new creation. Old things pass away. All things become new. My part is to confess. God's part is cleansing. Remember who you are. You're a child of God. Always. Now and forever. Never perish. I believe that. You say, well, I don't believe that. Well, I'll believe God, what he says, before I believe you. Amen. He says, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Now, if you can get me out of the hand of God, 
I'm going to worship you because you're greater than God. Amen. You're greater than God. He said, no man can pluck them out of my hand. No man can reach out and get you and pull you out of the hand of God. God is the greatest power in the universe. And he said, I give them eternal life. and They shall never perish. I stand on that. But I can walk up to Mary or Kim or Val or Virginia or Pat or Faith or any of you others, and I can slap you and slap you. You say, you ought not do that. I know they ought not do that. That's wrong. You'll forgive me. You may, might. But I need to come to my father and say, oh, God, I'm so sorry that I slapped Pat in the face. I'm so sorry that I said what I did. I'm so sorry that I didn't act like a child of God. I'm so sorry that I hurt my testimony. And I would do that. If you see me abuse someone, you say, a preacher will not do that. That's true. And you ought not to do that, whatever it was. So my part is to confess. God's part is cleansing. Remember who you are. You're a child of God. Remember that you do what you do affects others. It'll affect God. Let me say this. Sinning is your choice. You have a choice to do it. There is an altar for the child of God. Whether it be here, or whether it be in your pew, or wherever it is at your home, there is an altar. There's no plan B. Now, you can live in, with your sin, in your sin, you can love it. You can learn from it. Or you can leave it off. Amen. You can leave it off. You don't have sin. What would it be like if everyone lived a perfect life? You say, only one person. Yeah, Jesus. But I want to tell you, I'm a child of God. I have the nature of God now. I still got the old fallen nature. But I have the nature of God. I have the life of God. And the Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You don't have to sin. You can leave it off. You can walk with God. You can talk with God. You can fellowship with God. You can praise God. So, you can live like there's no tomorrow. 
or you can live like Jesus is coming today. If you really believe that Jesus is coming today, there'd be a lot of folks hitting the altar today. There'd be a lot of folks there if you really believed he was coming today. You'd want to be right. You'd want to be ready. You'd want to say, I'll meet you just inside the eastern gate. I'll be there. The old hymn says, Lord, I've wandered far away from God. Right now I'm coming home. That's what Matt's going to lead us in. Number 309 in your hymn notes. I've wandered far away from God, but I'm coming home. I'm going to confess my sin, not to Jim, but to him. I'm going to say, God, you're right. I'm wrong. I want to make it right. I want to fellowship with you. I want my day to be happy and bright. Not merry and bright, happy, joyful and bright. I want my new year to be that way. Tomorrow is the new year. I don't know a better way to start than New Year's Eve. Getting all things ready and right if Jesus comes before the new year gets here. And that's not trying to make you antsy or anything. But the Bible says he could come at any moment. I'm ready. I'm prepared. Don't know of anything. My phone rang several years ago at night. Church where I'd been for nearly 13 years, young man called me and said, Brother Jim, I just want to call you and make things right. He said, we're going through some things at our church right now. But he said, I want to make some things right with you. I said, you don't owe me an apology? for anything. I don't have any ill will toward anybody that I know of. Not any of you, not any of my brethren, not any of my pastor brothers, not any where I've ever been in church. Oh, there's some I would have liked to hit. Amen? There's some that you would like to hit, right? Yeah, amen. Anyway, is that 12 o'clock? Close. 10 minutes, all right. I'm done. I don't try, I try to chew my cabbage, but one time. Amen, amen. Matt, you come and lead us in that hymn. And if you need to come to the altar, I'm not begging you, but I'm telling you that it's available for you to come. You can live like there's no tomorrow. Or you can live like Jesus is coming today. We're going to stand and Matt is getting ready to lead us in this hymn. And uh, I'm going to say a word of prayer. I'm going to say one word of prayer. Not one word, but a prayer. I'm going to pray. And if you need to come, you come. You need to come for salvation. There'll be somebody here to pray with you. Some of you ladies, 
If you need to come and need somebody to pray with you, Mary's ready to pray with you. Uh, she didn't tell me that, but I'm telling her that. And if you're here and you need to pray as a man, Brother Jim Smith or this young man here will pray with you, or, or Michelle will pray with any of the ladies that comes also. So if you need to come, uh, we're, we're singing hymn number 309. Are you ready up there? Ready with me. All right, let's go. I'm going to say a word of prayer, and then we're going to sing. Father, I pray that your will be done in every life. In Jesus' name, I pray for it. Amen. While we sing, would you come? I've wandered far away from God. Now I'm coming on the path of sin too long I've trod. Now I'm coming on, coming home, coming home. in many precious years pray with now you pray for you and pray with you I now repent with bitter tears oh now I'm coming home coming home that's you come, come on Trust thy love, believe thy word, for now I'm coming home. Yes, amen. Coming home. Coming home. Thank you so much for your good attention today. I'm going to ask this brother right here to close in prayer. Would you do that? Heavenly Father, thank you.